0: Happy Saturday. It's a bonus episode on Locked On Syracuse. We're breaking down the first three rounds of the NFL draft in which Syracuse has had two players go. Matthew Bergeron joins the show, and so does Garrett Williams. Both day two selections. We'll break it down. We'll talk it through, and we'll take a look at what you can expect on the final day of the NFL draft. It's your Locked On Syracuse Saturday. Let's get the ball rolling. What's up? What's happening? Welcome into a Saturday episode of Locked on Syracuse. It's a draft episode. We're doing a little bonus coverage on the weekend today because there's some big news with regards to Syracuse football. Matthew Bergeron and Garrett Williams both selected on day two of the NFL draft to start their professional careers. Two picks for the Orange Happened in 2021, in 2020, but something that you don't always see for Syracuse. And there are more picks expected to happen as they continue going on. It could be the first time and should be the first time that Syracuse has had three draft picks since 2006. It's an exciting time uh, to see these guys come through Syracuse, not necessarily as big name prospects or huge name players as you're used to seeing, right? We talk about that with our recruiting, but guys that came in as three-star players who elevated and figured things out and grew year after year after year, and now we get to hear their names called at the NFL draft uh, and start their professional careers. We'll start uh, with the first name off the board for Syracuse. That's Matthew Bergeron. He went to the Atlanta Falcons in the 38th pick early. In the second round, congratulations, first of all, it's Syracuse's highest draft pick since 2013 when Justin Pugh went in the first round to the New York Giants. Syracuse's first round two player since 2005. So it's the first time Syracuse has had a second round draft pick since Adam Terry in 2005. They get the big guy, and Matthew Bergeron a guy who is, is listed as an offensive tackle, but judging by the urgency in which Atlanta went about getting this pick, they traded up to get this pick and select Matthew Bergeron. That says what you need to know about what Atlanta thinks about how he can impact their team. And it's uh, it's interesting because Atlanta, as pointed out by, by Torrey McElhinney, over at atlantafalcons.com, who was one of their beat reporters, talked about how the Falcons don't really need offensive tackles right now, which is why a lot of people in the Falcons media, in Falcons fan base, were a little bit confused as to the origins of this pick. You're trading up. They've traded the 44th and 108th pick to move up seven spots, or six spots, excuse me, to get Matthew Berger. What's the plan for him? And the plan is something that had been alluded to and conversed about with regards to Matthew Bergeron all throughout this draft process. When you saw him at uh, the Combine, when you saw him on Senior Bowl, uh, all of those Senior Bowl events, the question was, can he play the guard? Can he be a left guard? Can he be a right guard? Can he play guard on an offensive line in the NFL? You know he's a solid run block. His concerns have to do with his pass blocking. This is a guy that is pretty athletic for an offensive lineman, moves pretty well, decent footwork, which is why he was rated so highly heading into this draft. But when you look at him and you see a guy who, yes, has been a four-year starter at Syracuse, he's got all the experience you could want as an NFL player, Organization drafting an offensive lineman. He's got the experience that you are looking for without question. But the question mark is that Atlanta has two offensive tackles returning that both started. They have a six year or seven year veteran offensive tackle, who has played 102 games in his NFL career which is more games by about double than Bergeron has played in his college career. You've also got a guy in Joshua Miles who they recently signed in 2023 at offensive tackle. So it doesn't make all the sense in the world to trade up, to get Matthew Bergeron to play offensive tackle in a room that's got four decent offensive tackles. For all that you can look at, but what it does make sense is when you look at the the huge hole. Couldn't think of a word for it there. The the massive gap in this offensive line for the Atlanta Falcons, who, by the way, want to be a run-heavy offense and show time and time again that is their focus. One, the offense, but also they want to be run-heavy. They want to keep the ball on the ground and having a solid run O line is paramount to that success. Even more important than the running back. Your O-line is eons more important than your running back in NFL running success, right? Your running back can get you to the next level, but if you develop a solid offensive line in the NFL, you can take basically any collegiate running back and slot them into that situation, and they will find success. NFL running is based 10 times more on the O-line than it is on the running back. Your running back can get you through the roof in terms of running success, but the O-line is what creates the success to begin with. And where they see Bergeron, it appears, is a player that has the ability to shift to the left guard, which is where the Atlanta Falcons have that gap. We haven't seen much of him in terms of playing the guard. He took some reps, some sample stuff at the Senior Bowl to show that he you know, has the possibilities of making that decision. But this draft pick screams that the Atlanta Falcons think that he can make that transition to a guard, switch off the outside, go inside, and be a successful immediate player and a day one starter type player at your left guard. That is why you would trade up, right? That is the reason you would trade up to Matthew Bergeron. And it is a nod to him and what he has shown at Syracuse. And you could talk what you want about the ACC in comparisons to the Big Ten and the SEC and whatever other conference that you want. But the ACC has had decent edge rushers. And a lot of whom have had their names called already in this NFL draft. And Matthew Bergeron has held his own against each and every one of them that is the type of player you're looking at that is why he's so coveted that is why he is worth trading a third or a fringe fourth round pick third or fourth I forget exactly what it is to move up six spots because you know he is gone before your pick at 44 if you're Atlanta congratulations to Matthew Bergeron well deserved a guy who was thrown into the blender his freshman season at Syracuse and the first freshman offensive line starter in however long in central New York. And he rose to the occasion and we get to honor him uh, as he is Syracuse's highest draft pick since Justin Pugh, who has had a damn near wonderful and outstanding NFL career. It's been 10 years and he welcomes that Highest nod in the last decade for Syracuse football draft picks. Congratulations. We'll take a quick break. On the other side, not the only name we've heard called for Syracuse. So let's break that down. Garrett Williams heading to the desert. I was there last week. Garrett Williams will be there very soon. Uh, Arizona taking up who we know is a big-time player. And we'll talk about what that transition could look like on the other side. But before that, let's talk a little bit about Built Bar. If you're looking for a delicious snack, but don't want any of the sugar and calories, you need the best tasting protein bar ever. It's Built. You got to try this. If you're like me and you want to make healthier snack choices, but don't want to compromise on taste, I've got just the thing for you. There are Built Bars and Built pups. They're healthy. They taste amazing. They're so amazing. You won't think they're good for you. You got to try this. What makes Built Bar so good? They're covered in 100% real dark chocolate. That's right. It's real chocolate, and it comes in unbelievable flavors. Churro, my favorite right here. Circle it. Go get yourself a box. Peanut butter, brownie, and then the cookies and cream. I'm not sure how Bill does it, but they taste like a candy bar, and they've got amazing macros. They're healthy, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, and a whopping 17 grams of protein and now you don't need to wait around to get a box delivered we've been talking for years about built.com and ordering built bars there but now you can get them at your local walmart or sam's club well you can still get those specialty flavors over at built.com head to walmart head to sam's club get yourself some built bars then you come right back here to Lockdown syracuse And you can thank me later. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. little draft bonus episode on a rainy Saturday in central New York. We just broke down Matthew Bergeron, who the Atlanta Falcons traded up for with the 38th pick in this year's NFL draft. Let's talk about the other name that you heard with regards to Syracuse thus far in the NFL draft, Garrett Williams, a guy who we have seen be successful for years in Syracuse and a guy that was an immediate impact player similarly to Matthew Bergeron. Season came to a close. His career in Orange came to a close, not in the way we would have hoped. Torn ACL is how we send him off. And now we get to see him again. It's exciting. 72nd pick in the NFL draft, the Arizona Cardinals select Garrett Williams, cornerback out of Syracuse University, this is a different pick than Matthew Bergeron. Let's start there. Matthew Bergeron, as we just broke down, was traded up for, and you sort of see as an immediate impact guy in that there is a very likely chance that he is starting at left guard for the Falcons week one of the NFL season. Garrett Williams is not necessarily in that same boat. Coming off of injury, we talked with Max Chadwick uh, a week or two ago about the sort of differences between the 3-3-5 defense that Syracuse has played with Garrett Williams and NFL pro-style defenses. And there are some things that you've seen from Garrett that, you know, jump off the page and being outstanding. But the 3-3-5 holds you back a little bit in terms of what you can show. Williams, five ten cornerback plays bigger than that you could definitely say. Uh it is a guy that he plays safe and he plays smart and he doesn't get beat all too often. But he has been beat in the past. But this is a guy that unlike the immediate theory that you have for Bergeron seems like it could be a a little bit of time before you see Garrett uh taking consistent snaps as a starter or as a rotation guy in terms of cornerback snaps. He needs a little bit of time, and Arizona presents that opportunity. They have a pretty crowded cornerback room and a little bit of experience at the corner, but it's also a, a room with a lot of question marks and, and some shakeups as of late, which changes things up a little bit. So could Garrett Williams come in and be uh, an immediate impact guy? Definitely possible, but I think the more likely thing, especially – With the return from injury, I don't think he's going to be fully cleared until maybe June or July, I saw, something along those lines, in terms of when you really get him back. Maybe that slows down the return. Maybe that means you need a year or two to fully recover, to fully acclimate, and to get to the level that you need to be at to be a consistent presence in an NFL defensive back situation. That's sort of where Arizona falls right now, though. They're not a team that can contend at this exact moment. They're a team that's rebuilding a little bit. They need some pieces. They need to put some things together. And Garrett Williams, I think, slots into that scenario really well, given the theoretical timetable that you're going to assume he needs. It's another one, though. A congratulations without a doubt in order. Garrett Williams, as we know, makes big plays. He's done it for three years in Syracuse. And unfortunately, we saw that career come to a close a little bit earlier than we would have liked to, right? You would have wanted to see uh, the final season play out a little bit better, but it didn't. That's okay, because we will get to see him again. And you will see him again on Sundays. And that's the exciting thing he is. Make that jump and get to the level that, you know, you don't always see from Syracuse, in all honesty, right? Not to beat around the bush. Syracuse is not necessarily a team where you go and expect to play on Sundays. And this team, this group that's been drafted and, you know, recent success as well, has had greater numbers than you might come to expect in terms of NFL caliber players. Players get drafted. Players get picked up and things of that nature. Uh, so we're excited. I mean, this is, and you look at, at what he was able to do, uh, four interceptions on his career. Uh, you go back to to an absolutely huge play uh, in week one this season when, when Syracuse beat Louisville in a game where no one really knew what to expect from Syracuse, and they came out and beat what was, in theory, supposed to be a pretty good Louisville team, despite them not quite figuring it out. Uh, he secures that game with a massive play uh, in the end zone to to secure a win for the Orange. Uh, he, he's a guy that can rise to the occasion, a guy with a ton of potential, and a guy that has shown that even in a scheme that's a little bit different than what you might expect, he's got what it takes to make that jump. So we'll see what happens. Who knows in terms of where he could end up in terms of ceiling in the NFL? But Bergeron at thirty eight to Atlanta. Garrett Williams at 72 to Arizona. What's next for Syracuse in terms of the draft? I got the shirt on today. His name is Sean Tucker. Now this one is, it's a little odd. I don't know exactly where we're going to see Sean Tucker go today on Saturday. I think he gets picked without question. Rounds four through seven. I think he gets picked. But when you go, I'm just on ESPN right now, when you go to the best available running backs, there are 10 names above him. He's the 11th ranked running back actively in this draft. So you're going to need to start seeing some more running backs get picked. This is the time in the draft where you do start to see running backs get picked. Uh, Let's look at terms of this list. Any ACC folk in front of them. Yep, Israel of Anaconda. Um, uh, the stud out of pit ahead of him in terms of the ACC uh Mo Ibrahim uh from Minnesota who Syracuse saw or could have seen this season uh not many other ACC names on that list uh but you're not really sure where Sean Tucker goes there were the early predictions said round 5 i think that might push back a little bit if i were to guess let me throw sixth, mid to late sixth round out there. And I'm, I'm going to go. I'll go on here and see who's picking at that point in time, and I'll, I'll make a choice. Um, mid to late six. Who needs a running back? Who needs a running back? That's the question. Uh, I'm just sort of spitballing here. I want to say, and this is going to sound weird because they don't necessarily need a running back. Um, but let's go round six. What pick is this? This is pick two hundred and three. And let's see Sean Tucker to the Houston Texans at 203. Is that going to be right? Probably not. But I do see him as a mid to late, a mid to late guy at this point in time in the sixth round. Uh, and who's picking around that time is the Houston Texans. Maybe they go with another running back. Who knows? Uh, but that's sort of my prediction. I'm not a draft analyst by any means. We'll see what happens there. The bigger question for Syracuse has to do with that fourth name. And Syracuse has not had four draft picks since 2006. They also haven't had three draft picks since 2006. But it'd be the first time they've had a draft, three draft, or four draft picks. Uh, in in 15-plus years. Uh, It happened in 2001 as well when they had four. It happened in 1998 when they had five. Uh, But this is a rarity for Syracuse to get four guys, Uh, and it's only happened three or four times in the last three decades. So this is like a a once-in-a-decade, flash-in-a-pan type thing. It's Michael Jones. Does he get drafted? That's the question. Does somebody – Take a late pick on him, a chance on a guy that's undersized for a linebacker in the NFL, but, but plays far beyond that size. And as I've said many times, he's like the Night King in Game of Thrones. He elevates and raises and lifts those up that are around him. That's the type of energy he brings, the type of leader he is, the type of player he is. Draft Michael Jones. You'll get more than you bargained for. When you pick up a guy in Michael Jones, will he get drafted? I don't know. Will he get picked up if he doesn't get drafted? I think undoubtedly he will be a priority UDFA that if he does not get drafted, you're going to see someone has picked him up by the end of the night. That's the type of player he is. Even if he doesn't get a draft pick used on him in the late rounds, who knows? If I were to guess, I would say he ends up a UDFA, but if he does get picked, I will be jumping uh, as loud as anybody else uh, because that's how exciting that would be for Syracuse to get a fourth guy into the mix. For Michael Jones, a leader, uh, a guy that is just purely likable, and you have come to love in Central New York, you hope he gets to see his name and hear his name called. Uh, and celebrate with with whoever he's with uh, for today. Uh, but that's where we'll sort of wrap things up today. Bergeron Williams off the board for Syracuse. When will Sean Tucker go? And will Michael Jones hear his name called today? That's sort of where we leave things off. Draft kicking off at noon uh, today, and taking you until it's over. Uh, day three of the draft is chaos. Pick after pick after pick after pick. The pace exponentially. Increases at this point in the draft. Let's see what happens. Uh, Hopefully, you hear two more Syracuse names called. If not, expect to know where Michael Jones is headed by the end of the day today. That'll do it for your bonus episode of Lockdown Syracuse here on your Saturday in central New York. Hopefully, the sun pops up. Doesn't seem like it's supposed to, but maybe it will. Uh, But that'll do it for today. I'm Owen Valentine. Thank you for making Lockdown Syracuse your first listen today. And every day, we're still free and available wherever you get podcasts, even on the weekend. Uh, Find us on YouTube. Send me a comment if you got a topic that you want me to hit on. In the comments here, fire it off. If you think that the reflection in my glasses is too bright, I apologize. Do you want to see me or do you want me to be able to see? That is the question of the day. Um, But I'll do what I can. Uh, Point things out. Hopefully the connection works better today uh, than it did yesterday. I apologize for that. but. I am doing what I can fire off a comment in the YouTubes Uh, tweet at me at LO underscore Syracuse Uh, let me know a topic let me know what you thought of today's episode let me know your expectations for Bergeron Williams for the big boy Sean Tucker Uh, what happens with him what happens with Michael Jones fire off a prediction send me a DM I'll try to talk back and converse as often as I humanly can Uh, But that will do it. As I said, have a great day. Make somebody smile today. Uh, And be kind when it all comes down to it. Uh, Be a nice person. And we'll wrap up your Saturday episode of Lockdown Syracuse. I'm Owen Valentine saying maybe I'll see you tomorrow with another bonus episode. Peace.